0: in the air tonight, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls,
1: children of all ages, it's time! Oh my god, okay, it's happening. Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck
0: just happened? Oh you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! <laughs> those bells alright boys and girls you're all fat and happy with your turkey in your belly look man we split the podcast up for a reason we knew you guys didn't have time to listen to a fucking two hour podcast on Thanksgiving morning so we gave a little 30 minute snippet of just the Thanksgiving games we wanted to take everything else you know you gotta have time to decompress right the fucking family's fucking finally gone or you finally got away from those motherfuckers yeah and now you get to relax and listen to this gold that's about to come through this podcast and giving you all this fucking money and all the funny for free, baby. I know that I am full of beer and everything else, uh, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they serve. Ah, anyway, but well, we're been, still here. I've been
1: I've been scrubbing my balls for about twenty four straight hours after <laughs> whore's giving. <laughs> I mean whore's giving. <laughs> It went, it went well, and I cannot scrub my my uh, junk enough to get to get all that stank off. So it's it's a uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope, hope it was good for you.
0: Yeah, luckily for Longhorn, the pharmacies will be open on Saturday, and uh, he'll be able to go get that
1: penicillin, sir. I've got him on speed dial. I already took. <laughs> I already took care of it. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to get into <laughs> <laughs> all the picks. Okay, so, to preface this, we do have quite a few before the bye teams, and we got got uh, four after the bye teams. We will go over them as they come up, as always. We'll let you know where that stands and what kind of spot that puts those teams in. But we're going to start, oh, on Friday. The NFL has weaseled their goddamn way into... Mm-hmm. A college tradition like none other, the Friday after Thanksgiving, that they're going to put a game out. But you know what? I'm thankful that the football gods struck their plan down. They had the New York Jets, it was supposed to have A.A. Ron at quarterback. Yeah, they took him out. So now, they've got a shit fucking game with the shitty Jets hosting The Miami Dolphins that nobody, nobody is watching this fucking game. But guess what? We got to go over it anyway, so those New York J-E-T-S Jets are Jets are now nine and a half point consensus home dogs.
1: Shit, I'll be watching this fucking game. You kidding me? Like, I mean, that's... There's
0: no fucking way you're watching this game. This is good college
1: football on TV. You know why I'm watching this game? Because this... Lost your... Fucking mind. Nah, I'm the NFL guy. You're more the college guy. So I'll be watching this game. And oh the reason my God. The reason I'll be watching this game is because it is the Danger
0: Zone
1: game of the week. Yes, sir. Danger zone. Give me those points at home and this defense, and I know that they are starting something. I believe his name is Boyle. He's, he's got some boils. No, pop. that's
0: what you have on your balls from fucking. Uh... Scrub.
1: Already scrub those off. So, so those are <laughs> the boils on my balls are gone. But Boyle is gonna be it's gonna be boiling up on Friday night for sure. So uh, yeah, look, it cannot get any worse. You can't get any worse. Then what Zach Wilson has been doing, and the fact that the line went up, you know, from from when it was uh, announced that that Wilson is out, only adds to the value to me. Um, when
0: and it has come back down. By right. The
1: way. Right. And 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 you know, fuck you, Super Contest people for for dropping this out at nine. If it was at ten, this would have been one of my plays in the Super Contest. Uh, but at nine, I'm 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 just I'm. It's a danger zone. I'm taking. The Jets plus the nine, and and not only is it it do I like the points and do I like the spot the shot of morale for that for that Jets defense because they have they're ready to quit. They were literally ready to quit on this team if they rolled out Zach Wilson one more they time. They did fucking
0: quit. In they kind
1: of did. You're right. They kind of did. So you know they they may still quit after Boyle goes out there and 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 pops his ball all over the field and gets and gets no points. But but there is a possible upside. Like, like, we know there's no upside with Zach Wilson. We probably know there's no upside with Bull, but there might be. And if he shows a little bit of life, a little bit of ability put, to put the fucking ball in the end zone, which they cannot do anymore over the last, like, you know, six, seven weeks or whatever with Zach Wilson, if they do, that defense will show up. They will show up. They will play hard, and they will play motivated on a standalone game on Friday night. So, you know, everything it's points— Friday
0: at 2 o'clock.
1: Sorry, Friday— Sorry. Friday standalone game. No, no night, but just Friday
0: standalone game. It's not standalone. It's buried by a bunch of great college football. They,
1: do, they, they these NFL players don't give a shit about college football. So this is a standalone game for the NFL. <laughs> People like me will only be watching this game. So yeah, give me those points. Give me a boost for that defense. And and the matchup. I like the matchup. A, a quick pass rush that can disrupt Tua. And you can drop everybody back, and you got the good corners on the outside to press and and contain some of those receivers for Miami. It like everything points to Miami for me. What do you got?
0: Well, the buckets are in no call on this one. Lots of buckets on both sides, all positive, no negatives. So it came out to fifty-one forty-nine. Anything under fifty-two, we don't grade. So, but the numbers agree on the Jets here. Look, man, this this line is just too fucking high. I agree with you at that. It's too high. Um, too high, too high. <laughs> the fuck and, does that what do you <laughs> mean? What, what, what does that even mean, too high? Who cares? They covered it gives uh, a shit. It's gone. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't have any feeling on this game. I have no interest in the game. I, I will not watch a play of this game. The thing the thing that I do like that supports you a lot is the fact that if you look at what Miami's been able to do offensively. You know, it's they could they couldn't trend up, so it's kind of retarded to say they trend down. I know, I know they're trending down, but they're trending down like from outer space. So, right. take that for what it's worth. I the whole handicap for me came down to, and I and I was like, you, I thought about the Jets for the super contest as well. But what it came down to me was like, okay, yes, Miami is trending down on offense, but. What is the motivation for the Jets defense to show up and play here? Obviously, they hate Zach Wilson. Because, look, dude, he didn't just get, like, demoted to second string. Like, hey, we'll put the boil kit in. See how it fucking goes. If he's out there throwing the one-two, we'll fucking put you. But, no, he is the third string emergency quarterback. So, the new rule is you can have, you can have three quarterbacks. However, the third one cannot enter the game unless the first two are legitimately – injured, and ruled out. So, yes, he will be dressed. There is, I mean, astronomically, no chance that he will play, which is the ultimate insult to him. So, I think that that was done on purpose. Oh, yeah. For the purpose of trying to hold this team together. So, maybe they'll come out motivated. Maybe they won't. I don't know. No, That's- There's no way they're not. They're, they With that coach...
1: And this change, that I would be so shocked if they come out flat. I would, I would seriously will would be so. No, shocked. No, no,
0: no. I I think there's zero chance they come out flat. I don't mean that. Like I don't think there's any chance they don't come out firing on all cylinders and doing what they can do. But I think you hit the nail on the head with Boyle. If he comes out and throws <laughs> two interceptions to a shitty Dead. Miami defense, then it's lights out. Yeah. After that, so yep. that that's ultimately what kept me off of it. Really. But I don't, but I, don't I don't, I don't disagree with your lean at all or your danger zone at all. That was exactly my feeling as well.
1: If I wasn't having internet issues, I would. <clears throat> I was trying to look up who the who who's playing. Who's the backup right now in this game? That would be Seaman, Mister Seaman. Oh, so we got Boils and Seaman's in one game. This is whew, this is getting Seaman's and Boyle. This is getting great. This is like a whore's giving all all
0: over again. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to a better football game for sure. Those Houston, I said Houston with an (laughs) H, Texans hosting my Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are one-and-a-half point home dogs.
1: Oh, and we are on a streak of the drop, so hit that sounder. Yeah. Give me Stroud at home as a dog where he is 5-1 and ATS. This is his sweet spot. He is 0-4, I think, as a favorite. So you're catching him at a sweet spot. I love them to win this game. I love them teased up to the seven and a half. This is the, a smash teaser spot. Um and, and the matchup is just great for Houston in the in this spot. They've their defense, <clears throat> look all year long, and you call this in the preseason. You saw this in the preseason, uh, and you nailed it. I thought it was just some preseason bullshit going on. But with that, the defensive head coach they got from San Francisco. He lit a fire under some players who have been absolute jags in the NFL for a long time. And for whatever reason, people that have sucked or been just your classic jags in the NFL for a long time, they are fucking playing with their hair on fire on that defensive line for Houston. And then add in Will Anderson, who they drafted high in the first round. This is a... Get after it defensive line and don't look now. But that secondary is starting to come together for Houston also. So they're starting to make plays in the secondary to to uh, couple along with what they've been doing on the front end of that defense all year long. And um, look, we know that Jacksonville is good against the run. We know that Houston is not very good at running, although I will acknowledge they've had a boost in the running game. With the addition of Singletary, which is weird since he has kind of been a jag his whole career. But that offensive line for
0: I mean, was... you say that dude, but like that dude left Chicago and Chicago can't run the ball.
1: He didn't play for Chicago.
0: Singletary? It was Buffalo. I thought he played for Chicago. He played for Chicago before that, right?
1: Or am I wrong? Um, maybe. I don't I don't think so, but maybe. I know he played I know he got drafted by Buffalo and flamed out in Buffalo. Uh, you know, like most running backs do over there, I'd have to look up his. Uh, did he spend a year in Chicago? I really don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. I'll look yeah, up. but but yeah, he's having he's back to back hundred yard games. That offensive line for Houston is finally healthy. I did. I know. I talked about this in the preseason pod that once they get some of these off this offensive line together and healthy, it's not it's not horrible. It's just not a horrible offensive line. Now it's not great, but it's definitely not horrible. I love the switch of Titus Howard into into guard. Again, this is getting in the weeds. Nobody cares about this right at this point of the year. They just—they just want winners. So, uh, bottom line is, Houston is going to win this division. They're going to win this division. They're going to win this game. Oh
0: my god!
1: It's not even that. I don't even think it's that ridiculous. They're one game. By, they're one game back of Jacksonville. They win this game. They swept them for the series, so they got the tiebreaker. I don't even think it's that ridiculous. I think Houston's win this division and and going to the playoffs.
0: Okay, I was wrong. He never played. There was a was there not? A, you're the roster guy. Was there not a uh, singletary to play? Not and not Mike, but uh, was there not a singletary running by the play for Chicago. I don't know.
1: I, it's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know.
0: All right, uh, we'll get back to it. But the numbers agree with Houston. The buckets are on the Jaguars, however. But uh, as far as where I project this number. Jacksonville can't get to covering this number quite just I mean it's it's right on it.
1: Right, small Look,
0: number. This is a fucking tough spot for me, man. I love my Jags and they need this game basically to secure the division. Mhm. But man, Houston owns Jacksonville. Even when, Jacksonville.
1: when they sucked.
0: Jacksonville is 5 and 18 straight up versus Houston since 2012 and 3 and 8 in Houston. And you can say yeah, but Trevor Lawrence was there, and the Texans had Watson. Fine. Since 2021, 1-4 straight up versus Houston, and 1-1 in Houston. And that one win was last year in Week 17 when the Jags had to win the game to keep their playoff hopes alive, and Houston had thrown in the towel, and that game was 31-3. to So it wasn't even competitive. It was very obvious. One team was trying very hard, and one team was not trying at all. Look, I can't go against the buckets here, but the numbers are on Houston, and I certainly cannot back my Jaguars in this spot. There's just there's something about like we've been doing this long enough to know there's just some hoodoo voodoo about division teams versus each other. When they, when you have the other team's number, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't even matter who's better, who's worse. It just it kind of just works out that way.
1: And just and go ahead.
0: The, the, you mentioned this. So the things, you know, that Jacksonville does the best. They're the number one EPA rushing success rate defense in the NFL. Houston, first of all, I know they've had some rushing success lately, but their offensive coordinator came out, you know, kind of after their bye week. And said that, uh, you know, now that they've got their offensive line healthy, they're gonna stop running the ball so much because now they can actually protect Stroud. And since mm-hmm. that's happened, they I mean, I know they've had success running, but they literally don't even fucking try. So the thing that Jacksonville does the very, very best is not even gonna fucking matter in this game. So I love your I love the sound on Houston. I love your pick. Reluctantly I do have to pass just because of the bucket data, but you get the numbers with you. So, I mean, it's literally 50-50 and on, on that, with the fact that for whatever reason, when these two uniforms see each other, the one that's wearing the darker blue just fucking wins. I don't know. That,
1: uh, just looking at their remaining schedules for both teams, it's not as glaring as I would like. Um, I would definitely yeah, say me- that... Go go ahead with go ahead with. Uh, uh, Jacksonville's definitely got the harder schedule going forward. Um, they play at the Browns, the Ravens, at Tampa Bay, and they only get Tennessee once. To whereas Houston, they get uh, they get Denver, they get Tennessee twice, which is the big one. Uh, but they do get, but they got to play Cleveland too. So it's it's you know it's but bottom line, if Houston whoever wins this game is winning the division. Let's that's, that's that's probably the way that's gonna go. And obviously with Houston at home, I think we just talked about, I'm, I'm leaning Houston, Houston for the division. Um, I believe their current division odds are around plus 150, plus 160, you know, in, in that range. So it's not like a, you know, you're not getting like plus 200, plus 300 or anything, but, but it's still plus money. It's still, you know, it's still a good bet. So I am leaning that way.
0: All right, so I'm looking up right now. Okay, per DVOA, Jacksonville has a 70% chance to win this division, Houston 25. So you're fucking wrong, and... I'm
1: wrong on what?
0: The division? No. Per DVOA. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean... They, you, they have you,
0: a one-game lead, but
1: what's that going to be next week when Houston wins?
0: Okay, well, we'll, we'll see, because I saw a 15th... Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, so going into the... Monday night game, just to give everybody an idea. One of the Monday night game, uh, Philly had a 72% chance of winning the division. Going into KC, after that win, it went up to 83%. So, it definitely can swing big time with this kind of win. And then, of course, but with the schedule going forward, looking through the numbers here, so uh, DVOA against average 13.6. So basically, they're projecting Jags to win 11.3 games and Houston to win 9.8 through the rest of the season. And again, that's all the way through the schedule and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Things can change, but yeah, I mean, if Houston wins this game, they have a legitimate chance. I'll say that. I'm not gonna yeah, say you're that, gonna win the division. but yeah, they gotta, they have a legitimate chance.
1: It'll be it'll be pick them if Houston wins this game going forward between Jacksonville and Houston, in, in my opinion. Roughly.
0: Eh, no, because it's seventy twenty-five, so it'd be more like.
1: But they got the tiebreaker. They'll have the tiebreaker, though.
0: They will have the tiebreaker. So, yeah, I mean it'll be probably fifty-eight forty-two, so close, close to pick them, close to pick them. All right. All right. Moving on. Oh, it's those Indianapolis Colts. They're laying two and a half, <laughs> hosting those Tampa Bakers.
1: Man, the streak continues. Hit the sounder again. We're on a roll. We don't plan this, by the way, people. This is just the this is just the way it goes. Um, yeah, I love Tampa Bay here. Tampa Bay. Listen, last week Tampa Bay covered against San Fran, uh, depending on where you got the number. So you know they, they landed on thirteen. It was at twelve and a half early in the week. It closed at thirteen and a half. So it got right in the middle of that. Um, But they covered with Purdy having a perfect quarterback rating. Like, he could not play any better, and they still covered and actually had chances to get the, you know, cover at any number because, you know, late in the game they were driving, but uh, it didn't happen. But um, let's see here. Um, Oh, yeah. So so in this game, Tampa Bay, they're really good at stopping the run. We saw that last week in San Francisco. San Francisco – had plenty of chances to put that game away. And when they were doing their scoring, it was passing the ball. That's why Purdy had the perfect passing rate. But when they tried to put the game away after they had a big lead, they couldn't necessarily do it because they couldn't run successfully enough to keep the offense on the field and keep Tampa Bay's offense off the field. So Baker kept getting shots because and getting a chance to do the scores, the backdoor scoring. In this game, Indy wants to run. They're going to run into a brick wall. I I like any to score a lot because Tampa Bay's secondary is not good. So, but but bottom line is is it's going to be Minshew having to carry the the uh, you know the scoring here. I like Baker and his weapons to keep up with that. So anybody getting the points in this game is the way I was going to lean. So I lean to Tampa Bay in the plus two and a half. I like them to win the game, and um, I like the teaser obviously a lot also from two and a half to eight and a half. And like I talked about on the last podcast with seattle uh fading doing the seattle fade somebody has to take that spot for for in the nfc to get that last playoff spot and i am picking Tampa bay at around plus 400 to make that play make the playoffs um and obviously they have to win this game to do that i'm picking them to win i'm picking them to get that last playoff spot everything points to Tampa bay for me in this one do you agree
0: all right, so this is this is a very difficult game for me. So talking about playoffs, so per DVOA, they got a twelve point seven percent chance of making the wild card currently.
1: Okay, so plus four hundred
0: is a good number then. That's a great number. Um, so it's exactly a no call per power ratings, um, which is kind of why it's made this hard. So the buckets are on Indy here, and I do have them. Projected to be able to cover this spread. However, I don't love this spot. So Colts, after the buy-home favorite, 70-84-7 and seven ATS. So I, I hate the fuck, I hate the fucking spot. But what what kept me looking at the Colts is I do love this number. Because this is the exact same number that it was in May. So before the season, the pre-flop, Indy was 6.5 over or under. And Tampa was six, so that line made sense then at two and a half. Well, now Indy's projected win eight and a half games, and Tampa is projected win seven and a half. So, Indy two games over there, preseason flop, and Tampa Bay one and a half over. So, that's another half game of points adjustments. Indy should get here if you actually uh, if you extrapolate that out. That should give Indy about another half a point. So they should be laying three here. That would be a fair number, which is more than their DVOA separation would suggest 17 to 19. Indy obviously being 17. And their EPA offense success rate is almost identical. So I feel like, you know, people look at this game and they think you're getting a kind of a steal on Tampa Bay. But if you look closer at the thing Indy does well on defense, the drawback EPA success rate, they're top 13 in the league. Well, the only thing that Tampa Bay does even close to average on offense is drawback success rate and they're 18th. So the thing they do best, they aren't even average at and that's the thing that Indy's best at stopping. Tampa Bay can't run the ball at all. Dead ass last in EPA rushing. But the thing that ultimately took me off of Indy is both teams play almost exclusively zone. And that is what Baker Mayfield excels against. He's 102.9 rating on the year. And for his career, it's over hundred. The stash struggles big time against the zone. So if you remember back when Cleveland played Indy, right? And Indy, Almost beat Cleveland, I then Cleveland won it in the end. But everyone's like, oh, my God, Cleveland's supposed to be this best defense, and Indy scored 30 points, blah blah blah, 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 That's because Cleveland plays almost exclusively man coverage. And that is what the stash is. He kills you. He just fucking kills man coverage. Mm-hmm. But Tampa Bay rarely plays man coverage. It's almost exclusively fucking zone. Both teams play that way. So, given that, um, I have to give the edge to the better quarterback here, who is Baker Mayfield. So, he's going to have success. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, man, overall, Indy's the only way I could play this game with all the data, but I I definitely have cooled on it after digging in because, again, when you take a – a competent quarterback in Bayer Mayfield, and you present him with the thing that he does the very best against, man, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for me to back you, especially when you don't have a great deal, which Indy's defense is not great. So it ah, I just I, I wanted to get uh, Indy was circled for me on our super contest. It was one of the first teams I wrote down, I came off of it because of that reason, because of that reason alone, just because Tampa Bay has an avenue here. To score points and when they have an avenue to score points you know they're very good against the spread they didn't have much of an avenue against san francisco they did i guess cover depending on what it's so funny you said they kind of covered but didn't cover maybe covered last week the the buckets between uh tampa bay and san francisco were a no call like it was like, yeah. it was, it was like no separation in between so it's kind of funny all that shit lines up but yeah here it would be end of your pass for me, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to pass on it. Alright. Alright, moving on. Oh! And we got those New York Football oh I guess Giants. Well, I uh, fuck, they won. Yeah. New York football giants. What the fuck is this book doing? Anyway, uh live line. Currently, the Patriots are minus three and a half over this one book. They're five and a half. What the fuck? Oh Somebody died? God. Jesus. We'll call it three and a half, and we'll call that book crazy. So the New England <laughs> Patriots are three and a half point road favorites over those football giants. <laughs> That's unbelievable.
1: People are going to think that we did this on purpose, but it's not. Uh, this is the last sounder that I've got. Hit the sounder. I'm taking the Giants to win this game. Who the fuck? are the New England Patriots.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, I already know what's coming. That's fine. You can do your thing when it's your turn. Who the fuck are the New England Patriots and any quarterback they're going to be playing out there? I don't care to be laying points on the road. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Let's, look, motivation. The, the Giants have Danny Dimes, who they owe a gazillion dollars to. So... And I know they can get out of it in a year or two and not take as big of a hit, but they're not—they're probably not drafting a quarterback, so they're not motivated to lose games. No, get... this coach staff
0: is a breath away from getting fired.
1: Oh, great! D- does does the quarterback go with them when they get no, no, fired? No, no,
0: I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah, so so yeah, they're stuck with them, so they don't care if they win this game and get a worse draft. Like, like it doesn't matter. To New no, England, absolutely not. New England, however, <laughs> they got two wins. Okay, they're right in the mix for one of these top picks and getting one of these top quarterbacks. Now, I'm not saying that that Belichick is like you know he's going to go out there and tank. He if he did tank, it would be in a way that you would never see coming. Like I don't know, starting.
0: Um, Look, dude, be- Belichick he's not motivated to lose though I'll, I'll stop you there cuz he's not going to be here next year. He don't give a fuck.
1: I don't I don't know about that.
0: Dude, no. I mean all all the talk is either there there are open deals basically behind behind closed doors to trade him. Right now.
1: Okay, so then Okay, so well, I mean well then, if he—I don't know, man. That's that's. And weird. he hates
0: the fucking giant. He doesn't hate him, but he loves to beat him.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, he can beat him. you Look. Take the three and a half. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, take the three and a half. I'm picking him to win. But that's that's. You know, that's just one of my long. I gotta pick. I gotta pick up. Look, the slate doesn't go all favorites. You gotta pick upset uh, winners. I like this one at home. Um. Let me see what I, what I wrote down here. Oh, games with a total of forty-two points. Or, or uh, lower under forty-two points this year, the dogs are thirty-four and twenty-one. So whatever that works out to, um, you know, percentage-wise, it's really good. I can tell you that without doing the math. Yeah,
0: so sixty-six like percent. Right?
1: Everything points to me for New York in, in this game. Uh We talked about Jordan Love on the last podcast about how he finally showed some signs. Danny DeVito sucks. He's a midget still. He's not a good football player, but <laughs> he's funny off, though. He's he's a good comedian. He needs to work. He needs to get some Rogan game going. Maybe get some hair transplant. Got to, got to work <laughs> on that. But he showed something last week. I just I hate New England. They're 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 a loser. They're losers now. So prove to me that they can win a game on the road, especially when you're favored by over the, over three points. Go ahead and prove it to me. Now you get your chance to do your uh, fade Longhorn bullshit.
0: Well, it's so funny because I actually just forgot about that to this moment. <laughs> but and I didn't know which way you were going in this game. But it just so happens that this is a two-unit un- two Longhorn lock <laughs> of the week. Oh. Yes, and right. I already played New England in my super contest, so I held true to my word. I held true to my just. So everybody out there, well, you I didn't spit know. You I didn't, didn't know. I did so. not know. So I, I could have been. I could. God damn! I totally forgot. I could have been totally fucked about this game. All right, I feel good now. Mm-hmm. I was. That was like fifty-fifty for me, really. All right, so the numbers. I'm changing my pick to New England. I love New England. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The numbers. So the numbers are split on this one. The buckets are with New England. So New England is two unit Longhorn Lock of the Week at minus the three, and Mm. I guess three and a half. I got them at the contest in three. So, but we'll grade it three and a half. It's fine. Uh,. Now, look, the Giants are in a great spot, man. Great fucking spot. Home Dogs before the buy, 43-27-1. Fantastic spot. Couldn't get any better. New England, after the buy, away favorites, which generally after the buy, pretty much every spot is bad. It's 37-35-1. So not terrible like it could be, but not great. Um. Now, I did dig out another trend on this one, and it's really complicated, but the end result is the home dog is nine twenty-five and 3 ATS with a negative 4.64 ATS margin since 2011. So, look, this is just another spot for play for me overall. Look, I could care less, like you said, who's playing quarterback for New England. They can't score the fucking ball anyway. But what I do get is Belichick versus rookie quarterback, which has been death for opposing teams. And that is the one thing. That is the one thing. That has stayed true even after Brady left. So, give me the Pats here to win a game finally. The Giants come back down to earth. They got a 6-0 six turno- six oh, turnover ratio last week. And they still, I mean, the last pick 6 gave them the margin or whatever. But before then, Washington was driving to try to tie that game up or whatever. Like, they needed they needed all 6. They needed all Six to win that football game. And Danny Vito was not good. I mean he he was be- he was way better than he has been. No doubt about it. But again, you got Belichick versus a rookie quarterback who's four foot two and is balding. Yeah, gimme the Patriots. Longhorn loves the Giants. This, this is like this this Longhorn lock of the week. Okay. All right, moving on. Goddamn, I'm one and in the Super Contest already. That's That feels fantastic.
1: Yeah, go go cash that ticket. See, see, see <laughs> if they'll do it. All
0: right, it's those Tennessee Titans. And they are consensus three and a half point home favorites over those Carolina Panthers.
1: All right, now we're into the shit part of the slate. The shit <laughs> part
0: of the slate.
1: Get ready for a—I don't know—five to three win for somebody in this contest. These two shitty teams. Look, I, I i don't have much on this. I would never take this game. I can't trust. I cannot trust the rookie. Well, they're both rookies. I can't. I can't trust either one of these rookies. Actually, that's why I would never bet this game. Um, you never know what you get. Now, I will say. And you said this on the last week's podcast, um, and you're right. I took Carolina plus ten and a half against the, against the Cowboys. You said you don't take, you can't take Carolina against a team that that can score. Well, Tennessee
0: that, that will score,
1: that will score. Tennessee's not proven they can really score uh, lately. So, that's a me, great point. To me, three and a half with Carolina. This would be the spot you would take Carolina. But again I I just either way I don't like this. this this game feels like it's destined to be a field goal game either way I can't I can't really get a good feel on which one it is so I'm passing this game uh, in a pickup situation obviously yes I'm gonna lean to Tennessee and a pick straight up but uh, with the spread I mean I, I I'd have to lean to Carolina getting the hook with three and a half it could be Fool's gold I get it because they suck so bad. And I do feel like there is more upside with um, Levi's, but uh, he's looked really bad in the last couple games also. So, yeah, what do you got?
0: Yeah, so I 100% agree with you. Uh, That's a a great call on the scoring versus not scoring. And that's one of the things that – this is one of my last outs. It actually was my last out. On the contest, I might end up regretting it. Uh, but, anyway, Tennessee is numbers agreement. They're the buckets agreement. Look, if you looked at, on top of the data, if you look at teams that have lost two straight games by 14 points or more all time since football was ever invented, actually since 1989, that's where our database goes back to, <laughs> okay. Uh, 294 and 269 ATS in the next game. That's 52.2%. Longhorn, you're almost making money, just betting Tennessee blind here for all time. Barely making pennies. No, I said almost. You're not quite making money. 52. Point what? 52.2. Oh yeah, 52.38 is the the break. Yeah. So, but you're almost making money. Just <laughs> saying, fuck it, give me that team. Now, as I always, do a get things down to kind of specific. So if you take this down to a home favorite four of less with with a winning percentage of 30% or less versus a team with a 10% winning percentage of less, last, it's 1-0 all time. <laughs> Straight up an ATS by 10.5 <laughs> points. That doesn't really mean much. Look, the bottom line for me in this game, what I was looking at is, look, Tennessee is too proud of a team and got too good of a coach to be embarrassed twice and not bounce back. And look, you you nailed it. Levi's has been terrible three straight games. But guess what? They've all three been on the road. This is only going to be his second home game as a starter in his career. He was good in the first one versus a very shitty Atlanta defense. He's ranked 26th in DVOA. Carolina's 28th. And more importantly than that, Atlanta is 15th in DVOA versus the run. Carolina, dead ass fucking last. And in the only Titans win... With Levi's as the starter versus Atlanta, Henry went for 101 yards on 22 carries. That, to me, is the key to this game for Tennessee getting back on track. This is the spot to back Tennessee if you got the balls to fucking swallow the hook. Now, and not like last week, what I did stupidly and fucking picked them versus the best rushing goddamn defense EPA in the league. So shame on me for that. Even though I was getting seven, that was never going to happen. Like this dude, it's the same kind of same thing he had in Kentucky. He's got a good running game behind him. He's a very good play-action passer. You saw him hit those deep bombs on Atlanta. Almost all of them, I think, were on play-action. Yeah. That That's where he's going to make his living in this league. And so when they get against teams that they can run on, he's going to have success, especially back home. Again, Vrabel, he's too proud of a coach to get his ass whipped like this and not bounce back versus a shit-ass fucking Carolina team. Now, again, I 100% back your feeling that this is a three-point game either way, which is ultimately what kept me off of it and kept out of my contest. Yeah. But it won't surprise me if Tennessee wins by 10. But, you know, I could obviously see it being, God damn, I'm praying for fucking Levi's to get down there and fucking kick a field goal to win this game at all. But give me the Titans overall. All right. All right. Uh, moving on, those Cincinnati uh, <clears throat> Bengals. They are. Yeah, this. God damn, this line is moving up even more. We'll call it one and a half point consensus home dogs. Those Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, this this game falls into that um, that uh, what is it? The the dog to favorite flip scenario. Um, for for Pittsburgh so I don't I'm not a big fan of that but I don't I'm not sure that applies necessarily in this game because of the Burrow injury and I don't I I don't what do have you a mean? Tr- it, Well because um let me well, the dog to favorite flip the well Pittsburgh was the dog look ahead and now they're the favorite Oh the look
0: ahead got it got
1: it Yeah and but I don't know that, that and I don't know enough about that trend if a, if they lose a quarterback, does that? It doesn't, it
0: doesn't. Well, so from the pre, and I'm looking this up now that you mentioned that. So they, so Cincinnati was minus six preseason in this game. Mm-hmm. So historically, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you
1: lose a quarterback, it doesn't matter?
0: No, like, well, I mean, I don't know specifically in that situation, but historically, <clears throat> it's a 59% trend for the original side favorite. Now, with this big a flip, that's, that's probably a factor.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's what I think, too. So, like, you know, with that big of a move, then then it, it's obviously the quarterback move. So, look, take that aside. I do like the spot here for, for Pittsburgh. I like them going against a, a, a young quarterback that's not going to be used to this kind of just thrown into the mix against this defense and that pass rush. Uh, Mr. Browning. And that is Mr. Browning. Now, I like the – I do like the fact that that they, that Pittsburgh fired the offensive coordinator. Now, they now Pittsburgh fans, you're going to have to come to grips with the fact that it wasn't his fault why they suck so much. Or it, let's say it's put it this way. It wasn't his fault exclusively. You're going to find out that you got a quarterback problem also.
0: But I think that they're very well aware of that at this point. I don't know that. I mean, who He's knows? Played for fans. almost two years, and he has not thrown two <laughs> touchdown passes in one single game. But point being, with a shot in the in the ass
1: of uh, of life here with a new quarter, a new coordinator, you're going to get like like you know how receivers are. Receivers are stupid. Let's let's, let's just be real. The receivers mentality—they're dumb. They're they're just like, oh, we got a new coordinator. Straight gonna, cash, oh. homie. We're gonna open this up. This is gonna change everything. Now, what that's we know that's not gonna happen. But it doesn't matter what we know. It's how they feel and the way they feel in this game is that is that they're gonna things are gonna change. They're gonna go in there. They're gonna light it up. This is gonna be a whole new thing for this them. That's how I feel. <laughs> exactly. So I do. I I just I like the spot. It's a bounce back. It's a bounce back spot for Pittsburgh. They left. They lost a tough one against a really good defense last week in Cleveland. <sighs> Coin flip game could have gone either way. This Sensi this Cincinnati defense is fading. It's fading. They're losing players. They get they got health issues on defense. They're they're not the same as what they um, uh, they actually were bad at the beginning of the year. They had they had some surges in the middle of the year. Now some injuries on that side of the ball are, are setting in, and it's it's kind of fading. So I I this this was a um, last cut for me in the Super Contest. It was one of my last outs. I like Pittsburgh here. I um I actually don't even like Cincy in a tease-up, which tells me when I don't like a plus one-and-a-half teased up to a plus seven-and-a-half at home, that tells me I really like the other side at minus one-and-a-half. So, give me Pittsburgh here, and uh, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I was honestly shocked when this wasn't uh, one of your picks, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I thought about it. So, the numbers are split on this one. However... Uh, the buckets are solidly on Pittsburgh. And I think this is just, for me, this is just, a, it's an ultimate spot play. So, last week, since he's, they had the dream crusher, man. They're yeah. surging. They got their quarterback. You know, yeah. they're in a tight game. Division rival, who they generally get the best of as long as Burrow's been there. He goes down. He's dead. Their season's dead. And look, I know Kenny Pickett sucks out fucking loud, okay? I lost the game last week versus fucking Cleveland. I hate him. I hate this team. But since his defense fucking sucks, and the only way, Longhorn, you know this, a shitty defense overperforms their value is with max effort. And I just cannot see you getting that here from this Cincy team after their captain their only chance to go to the playoffs, their only chance of any success goes down. I, I don't see you getting max effort. So, I think the Pittsburgh offense should be able to just go fucking bananas here. They might put up 14, maybe even 17 points. They'll hit 20. They'll get 20 here. Maybe. But, like I said before, at this point, I'm not even sure that Pittsburgh has a score more than their opponent to win the game. Now you could say they lost the game last week. I'm still not sure that's really confirmed. So either way, uh, yeah, it's go Steelers for me here. I think it's one of the best spots of the week. I think, like I said, I think Cincinnati's dream died on the field with Herbert's wrist. Now, eventually they'll bounce back and they'll, you know, they'll fight and they'll be pride. But man, that first week, and I think they'll come out with some fight, but once that fucking Steelers defense starts wearing down on Mr. Browning, mm-hmm. I think. It's going to get ugly. I think this game was maybe like an 18 to 6, 18 to 9 game, whatever it looks like. It's what's going to be another the, ugly fucking game.
1: What's the uh, your DVOA projections for Pittsburgh in the playoffs? Because I'm looking at their schedule going forward. They've got Cincy twice uh, without – God without, damn, this <laughs>
0: luck, these lucky motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> they got – they got New England at home. They got Arizona at home. Like, they're about to reel off a bunch of wins and be staring at about.
0: Yeah, they're going to fucking beat us two years in a row. So oh, yeah. Their fucking mean wins are 10.2. Their fucking, Dave, is 12.1. Division chance, 11.3. Wild card chance, 57.1%. God damn it! Yep,
1: yeah, it's happening. <sighs> I feel
0: hate them so much but they better fucking cover me this week you motherfuckers yeah all right all right we're moving on to hot Atlanta where them falcons are ah uh, it's all over the board plus one minus one minus one and a half pick them uh the contest it's new orleans minus one i see a couple of those out there i i don't know but you know what just to be fair let's just call this game a goddamn pick them
1: Plus one, minus one. Who gives a shit? This is the Hello Corner <laughs> TV game. Good God, you can't pay me to watch this fucking game. I don't even know who's starting it. Do we even know if it's gonna be carr? When's like I don't even I don't even know if we know.
0: Uh I think it's carr.
1: No, I, I think I think it's Carr. I think it's probably Ritter.
0: Ritter. It's definitely he, Ritter. Ritter,
1: sure. Heineke, Carr, Winston. Who gives a shit? These two teams. Like someone's got to win this division. Someone has to win this division. New Orleans has to win this game. They absolutely have to win this game. And I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Atlanta's getting ninety percent of the cash on this game. Like, I, and I would never take. That would never take them. I would never take Atlanta. I'm not taking New Orleans. I just want one of these teams at the books that I have available to get to plus one and a half or or one even. Our so car
0: I, fully participated in practice today.
1: Okay, so if, if I can get Atlanta plus one and a half and I can tease them up, I'd think about it. Uh, because New Orleans sucks. The fucking car sucks. This team sucks. The coach sucks. I don't trust them to cover a seven and a half point tease. So I've got nothing. Um, I gotta make a pick'em game or pick'em pick. Em pick. <sighs> God damn it! I fucking hate doing so much. They've burned me so much. They're they're in the New England naughty list territory. But I gotta take them. I gotta pick New Orleans in in the straight up contest. And I fucking hate it. What do you got?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much a straight up game anyway.
1: Um, Not, which I hate. I did. New Orleans absolutely can go in here to this dome and shit all over themselves and co- and go out of there with a the loss.
0: It's definitely a possibility. Sorry, I'm looking for this game on my spreadsheet. And it's disappeared into the ether. Okay, here we go. Okay, so it's a no call by the numbers. Exactly where this game should be is a pick them. Um, I don't have. Any buckets on this game? No buckets on this game. So basically, data. I'm flying blind now. The spots Atlanta home dog after a buy, terrible spot 23 29 and one. New Orleans after a buy away favorite. If that's the way it shakes out 37 35 and one. Um, If they're an away dog, if that's the way it ends up, so let's flip it. Okay, home. Favorite after a buys even worse, 70, 84, and 7. So that's the way it goes. the Worst for Atlanta. Away dog 61, 51 and 1. So better for the Saints. So it's good for the Saints either way it goes. It doesn't matter. It's bad for Atlanta either way it goes. It does not matter. Now, here's why I have in this game, and here's why I like. And I don't look, man. I I I tried to find every reason not to fucking bet New Orleans every week. That's one of these teams I try to, I just try to find a way to fade them
1: yep.
0: or just pass them. But I can't do it here. Now, the Saints have been a very big disappointment for me this year. They're still very much the fucking better team. 18th in WOA versus 29th versus Atlanta. And the Saints, in spite of their record, are still the overwhelming favorite to win this division. Facts, pull that up.
1: Overwhelming. That's
0: just, wow. That's. In spite of being 5 and 5. <laughs> 63% chance to win this division. Next team next to them is Tampa Bay at 20%. Mm-hmm. So, that, that is what that is. Now, and they know that. And like you said, this is a veteran team that knows how important this fucking game is. And looking at their schedule before, they have four division games left in this season. If they win all four of those, which they should. No, they shouldn't. They really should. They, they already it, they, they already
1: it. lost to Tampa ones at home and they're at Tampa Bay later. So no, they that's that's I wouldn't say that.
0: Okay. So if they win three of those, mm-hmm. yeah, and they beat the Giants at home, which they should. Oh yeah. That gets them to nine wins. And coming off a bye, that has to have been the message in the locker room. <laughs> Look, if they don't win this fucking game, their yeah. season is not over. But it gets yeah. real fucking dicey. And I have to believe that a veteran-led locker room, because you don't just have Carr on the offensive side. You've got, what's the badass defensive end? Uh, Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan, future Hall of Famer Cam Jordan. So you've got badass veterans. Not, Carr's not a badass, but you got veterans on both sides. So they know they've all gotten the fucking message. They have to be preaching that to the teammates. On the other side, Atlanta's going back to Ritter. They have no answers at this point, and I don't know that any of these players, this is a young team, have any faith left in this coaching staff. So this is absolutely, like you said, it's a crossroads game for both these teams this season. Yeah. I'll take the better team catching a point, laying a point, whatever. Even though I fucking hate betting on the Saints, but because of the spot and the implication for the rest of the season, this actually is my number one. It was my number one pick of the week which I fucking hate making the Saints Set, but there's no other way that I could look at this game. They have to win. They're the veteran team. They're the better team. They've got to win this fucking game. You know, because
1: of the implication.
0: Because of the implication. Yeah. About, All right. about,
1: about three people will get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those was my three favorite people. Uh,
1: yeah, we love you. Email in. We love y'all.
0: All right, moving on. Those Arizona fighting midgets once again. They are. Now consensus, well, one point. Home dogs to those Los Angeles Rams. All right, time saver here. Let's make this one real quick because this division
1: is becoming real simple and easy for me to handicap. It is a merry-go-round division. You just know. Uh, I, I can't recite it off the top of my head, but but X dominates Y, Y dominates uh, Z and Z dominates X. This is the way this division goes. LA dominates Arizona 11 and two ATS since 2017. Easy pick time. Saver LA
0: Rams to win. All right. I like that. Uh, let's see the numbers here. I believe this is a no call. Yep. Exactly. A no call on the number. Now the buckets do favor Arizona. Um, Look, I hope the Rams win. I really do, but I I just pass here. I All pass right. in this game. All right, it right, we're moving on to Denver. Oh, my surgeon, Broncos. Yeah, They are down, though, to one-and-a-half point home favorites over those Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this is
1: a first-one-to-win type game. Uh, actually, the under in this game is my favorite play in this, but I have to pick a winner, and... I, could, I, I, I couldn't put it as a sounder, so I like Denver to win this game, um, but I, I'm going to you know, do the fiddle in the middle thing and tease up Cleveland to what you say the current line is?
0: One and a half, so it'll be six seven and a half.
1: Oh, God, that's a drop. So, you know, nobody likes to hear about tickets that I've already got in pocket, but I do have to tease up to eight and a half for Cleveland. Um, but it's still good at seven and a half. It doesn't put s- the
0: triscuits in my belly, does it, Carl?
1: <laughs> no, it does not. Um, but but you know what? Seven and a half is still in the Stanford Wong window. And I like that um, that uh, to catch that middle with Cleveland or sorry, Denver winning the game outright and Cleveland to hit that teaser. Um, and I just I, it just scared it worries me because I don't like rookie quarterbacks who struggle to score but the best unit on the field in this game is absolutely going to be the cleveland defense so i like a defensive struggle field goal game either way again this is one of those you know games is destined to be a field goal game either way give me the home team to catch the field goal advantage and uh and get that cover um and but cleveland getting the Ts cover what do you got
0: yeah so the numbers are split on this one the buckets are 58 42 cleveland now, that's with almost all it's all negative buckets on Denver, Cleveland two very positive buckets, but they fell into a zero percent bucket. Um, teams never covered that dropped in that bucket. So take that for what it's worth. Um, all the cash is All the cash and the tickets are coming in on the Browns. So that's why this number has dropped so drastically. Look, um, man, I hope the Broncos win. I got zero interest in playing this game on either side. I don't I mean, Denver's offense is still so fucking bad. I mean, and against this Cleveland defense, it's not gonna get any better. It's just it this game is gonna come down to a sack fumble, a pick six, a pump return, like something this is like a ridiculous fucking Big Ten college game uh-huh. that's gonna come down to something stupid because you know, defense is just going to dominate in this game, and yeah, that's, I, I have zero interest in playing this game either way. Take the under. All right, moving on. We are going to oh, oh, this is a good game. Those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Consensus three point favorites over those Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, this is. Um... This, this is one where I will freely admit that my bias may get in the way here and I might be on the square side but I'm leaning to Buffalo and catching those three and it just and, and again I freely admit it's stills- just three
0: and a half out at plenty of books I said consistent three but it's basically split between three and three and a half
1: I'd love the three and a half but even that still feels like this like square doggy you know here um but I'm holding out hope, and the reason I say there's a bias is because there's slight bias. But it's not like I love Buffalo, but I did pick them to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I do have a over ten wins uh, ticket on them. Um, but God damn it, like they just they just they have not had this year. They fired the coach. Now I did like what I saw last week, but it's, it was against the Jets. You know, take that for what it's worth. We'll see how that plays out. I like the way they committed more to the run. I liked the way Josh used the short passing game and did not force things. Is he smart enough to keep that up and keep taking what the defense gives them? I nah, I don't. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, but now let's now let's analyze what the Philadelphia defense what what's their weakness? They have holes in the secondary. Okay, they can be had in the secondary. We saw it in the KC game. KC. All those drops,
0: Casey should have won that game. So there are opportunities. I mean, dude, in the biggest moment where the one thing you can't have is a touchdown over the top to beat you, Exactly. they had an over-the-top mm-hmm. touchdown to beat them. So, so, again, it might be
1: square. I might be walking into it. But if Josh can just play the way the offense is structured and take what the defense gives him, he's going to have an opportunity to win this game. Um. So give me the plus three, not, hit a, not hitting a sounder or, or anything like that. Obviously, um. But come on, you can take the, you take three and a half. Fine, I'll take three. Like just come on, Josh. Like just 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 play in the defense. Buffalo quietly. The defense is starting to settle in. They had those injuries earlier in the year. They they took some. They took you know their lumps on defense, but it's settling in. And Douglas, who they traded for from Green Bay. He's 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 locked in. He's he's changing that. They're they're playing great on defense lately. So they will have a chance, in my opinion, to win this game and steal one on the road in Philly. I mean, look, is Philly going to go fifteen and one, 16 and one, or whatever? I don't think so. So someone's going to beat them along the way. Um, Buffalo Buffalo has the team and the talent to do it. Give me the three and a half. Feel Square. We got but, a team.
0: We got talent. <laughs>
1: They can do it. So, so give me, give me those points. What do you got?
0: All right. So the numbers agree with Buffalo, but it's one of those, another one of those games where the numbers and buckets are split. The buckets are on Philly, but I can't project Philly to get to this number. It's just too high. It's too high. Too high. But the Bills are in a bad spot. Before the byway, dogs forty-four and fifty and two. So not a great spot there for Buffalo. Again though this number is a little to it. So it was two and a half in May for Philly. And now it's three and a half, three, whatever. If it got back to two and a half, I would definitely be slamming Philly. Especially that since Buffalo isn't good as a dog. So since Josh Allen became Josh Wayne, which or John Wayne, sorry, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. So since then there's only been four games not including the playoffs, they were dogs, obviously all of them on the road. 2 and 2 straight up in ATS. So, this is not the best spot for them at all from that point either. So, two bad spots for them. I want to back Buffalo, but the spot and the data being split is enough to keep me off of it. It kept me out. It kept it out of my contest. I could see this game going either way, honestly. Uh, just like I thought well, actually, I have a stronger lean to Buffalo this week because last week I actually did like uh, Philadelphia. They're just they're just better than Kansas City. Now, the way the game played out, Kansas City could have easily won that fucking game. If the fucking dickhead catches the fucking ball. They win the game. So I could have been wrong and I could have lost my bet. So I'm, that's fine to admit that. And I got lucky for sure on that one. But here – I mean, I know Philadelphia is supposed to be the better team, but I'm not really sure that they are, to be honest. So last week I was pretty confident they were better than Kansas City. I'm not confident that Philly is actually better than Buffalo if Buffalo can play their fucking A game and, you know, Josh Allen is John Wayne and not the fucking Wyoming retard that he likes to turn into at some point and throw a fucking three interceptions. so... It's a stay away from me at this. I just, I just think the number's too high now. If it got back to two and a half, I'll probably will slide some money across on Philly just because Buffalo's in such a bad spot here. But that's
1: and if it gets to two and a half, that's just a fucking green light for me to teaser Buffalo up to eight and a half. So I'll be waiting for that too.
0: Oh, I'll yeah, I'd love that for sure. All right, moving on. Oh, it's our Las Vegas Raiders, and they are consensus nine point. Home dogs, those Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, this is one of those um just contradictory spots for me. Um, you know, Kansas City coming off the loss in prime time. That's a spot I want to play them on. But then you also have the Mahomes I talk about it all the time, Mahomes as a favorite over three. That is not his spot. You're getting a home dog here, a dog that is playing and fighting hard. It's hard to it's hard to ignore that. It's hard, you cannot deny it. So um you know they had a
0: real chance to beat miami they had a real chance i mean they just
1: they're not quitting so like this is one of those things you just can't ignore a team that's not quitting even when things are not going their way um factor that in with the mahomes just wins these games usually he usually just wins these games doesn't like necessarily get margin so i cannot ignore all that i'm gonna lean to las vegas and that huge number at home um, but I w- it just there's something about it, man. Just the fact that they're coming off that bad performance in primetime. There's this part of me when I this this it this is not this but is, is it not really like, a
0: bad performance. I mean, I understand the offense wasn't optimal, but goddamn, that was a good game and that dude, I mean they they dominated the whole first. That's half.
1: embarrassing, is what it was. It's a, well, it's the
0: a, last drop is embarrassing, but I mean they, they all dom- the
1: drops, all the drops like but it was that's em- been
0: happening all season. He has twenty six drops. It's the most in the NFL. They can't catch the fucking football.
1: Right. But when it's one thing to have a bunch of drops all year, which they have been, it's another thing to do it in primetime against a team you played in the Super Bowl. That is extra embarrassing. So that would have been
0: nice to have in the Super Bowl, by the
1: way. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll love that's exactly what we expected. Uh but yeah, no, that that's what scares me is everything points to the Vegas at home here getting the huge number, but in a close my eye scenario, coming off what they did last Monday night at home, uh, this, this, remember, when I told you, like, you only take KC to cover over three when there's extra motivation. This feels like a spot where if they can press the gas and things are clicking and they're not dropping the ball because they're extra locked in, they could push it over that, over that, uh, into the double digit win territory. But, like I said, there's too much too much pointing the other way, so give me a lean to Vegas at the plus nine or whatever the number is.
0: Yeah, so the numbers are on Vegas, but again, another spot. The buckets are on Kansas City. Now it is slight; it's 53-47, so just over our grading mark. But we got to give the grade to Kansas City. But the Raiders are in a fantastic fucking spot. Home dog before the buy 43-27 and one ATS. The spot screams screams the fucking raiders i can't go against the buckets there's zero chance i could lay these ones with kansas city look the raiders defense has been sneakily good lately now i thought it was because the schedule and some the weakness they had and i know that that definitely helps the numbers but dude you know as well as i do confidence is fucking everything in the nfl and it's a real thing so they had great games on defense for some fucking shit-can offenses. And then they went to fucking Miami and held them the fuck down, which nobody saw coming. It was like one of the number one plays in the Super Contest was Miami laying whatever the fuck they were laying. Mm-hmm. And they never they never even got close. Like, the Raiders absolutely could have fucking won that game. It wouldn't shock me, honestly, dude, if the Raiders won this game. It wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but just because their defense is playing with such confidence right now and Aiden O'Connell, went when he is in a clean pocket, he's actually one of the best clean pocket passers so far through his NFL career. Now, can Kansas City disrupt that with their pass rush? They've been pretty good about that this year, so we'll see how they get after him. And historically, Kansas City, like, they struggle in the division, especially with these big numbers, but against the Raiders, they generally don't. So that's another thing that kind of put me off, or whatever, against taking the Raiders, especially with the data being split. So I reluctantly pass. But man, ah, oh, if yeah, gun to my head, yeah, give me. I, I'd actually the Raiders might actually end up in a money line uh, yeah. round robin for me. Yeah, that's and
1: weird. that that's uh, you know a lot of people. A lot of people will will take. A uh, like if this gets down to Kansas City minus eight and a half, a lot of people will put Kansas City in which it teasers. is
0: at DraftKings and PointsBet right now.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people will put that in a teaser down to two and a half. I don't do the road favorites down. I'll do road favor or road dogs up through three and seven. I never do road favorites down through the seven and three. Uh, that's just my own personal preference with the Stanford Wongs, I feel. Yeah, because
0: like generally, and I'd support your theory, because generally if you're in that range, there's a real chance of you losing on the road. Yeah, yeah. That's not a good thing.
1: Yeah, as I stay away from the Stanford Wall down with favorites on the road. Um, So, yeah, I think we're on
0: Vegas. I like it. All right, moving on. Oh, it's those San Diego self-charges. Yeah. That's right. You're back to being San Diego. You yes, suck. there it goes. That's the way it goes. They're catching three and a half points at against uh oh, sorry, those Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, win win some games and maybe maybe you get to be LA. I don't know. That's the way that goes.
0: Maybe build uh, your own stadium, you bums.
1: Look, the way I hand the way I handicap, it's real simple. I don't I I will I refuse to ignore coaching chaos. And when you've got coaches up at press conferences Talking about demanding that they are the play caller on defense and to stop asking them questions about that. This is chaos. Um, that feels like last week felt like a. I'm all... 40. I'm a man. <laughs> Don't ask me if I'm calling defensive plays. Yes, I am. I, this is, I'm I'm calling them. I know they suck, but I'm calling them. Stop asking. Um, yeah. So so last week felt like an all-in effort at Green Bay for the Chargers, and they came up short. And not only do they come up short, they came up short because their defense sucks. And who's the head coach? He's the defensive coordinator. Uh, they got big, the, the, dead coach walking, dead coach walking in a spot where the season is over. You got the better team coming in, Baltimore, who matches up well with 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 what the Chargers do. Baltimore coming in now, they should be, they should be able to name their score here against this shitty defense. The the what gives me pause though. Is that Harbaugh and Lamar as road favorites is not a good spot. So it's not a it's not a good spot for the for the Ravens. And when you get Chargers as home dogs, especially over three, that is a good spot. Traditionally, this is the good spot for the Chargers. Um, but like I said, situationally with a team that maybe had their dream crusher—not not that they had you know any asp- major aspirations—but they were still alive. If they won that game last week at Green Bay, they got embarrassed. They sucked on the road. Green Bay is not a good team. They lost to them. Uh, now they got a really good team coming in. This one could get ugly. But I do have pause because of the uh, everything I just said. What do you got?
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue with any of that. Um, now the numbers on this one are. Oh, the fuck, did this game go? I'm pretty sure it's a no call. Yeah, no call. But the buckets are on the Chargers here. It's hard for me to get the Chargers to the projection of this number, but I do like the Chargers for a couple of different reasons. Now, uh, the Ravens, away favorite before the bye. They're in a great spot, 38-29-1. and But since 2018, if you take those teams that are playing against a team, um, sorry, a team that yeah, was – it's on the road. It's 11 and 14 ATS with a negative 2.32 ATS margin. 18 and 5.2 to the over, by the way, which is where I really I've already bet this game. But the ultimate Wait, no buy low, sell high spot for me. So the Chargers are favored in May in this game. So that's a bucket here for LAC. It's been no quarterback injuries or anything like that. So again. For us, that's a 59% historical bucket. It's done very well for us this year. It is 13 and 13-6 so far. So that's very much held true. Um, look, I understand the Chargers aren't good. They're not a good football team. And I also understand the Ravens might be the best team in the NFL. If you want to argue that, I'm not going to argue with you. But both these defense are man-heavy. And that's what both of these quarterbacks excel at. So, honestly, I expect this to be a higher-scoring game. already played the over 47. I think it's at 48, maybe 49 at this point. I expect both of these offenses to do well. And, and, you know, I've got a quarterback with the Chargers and Herbert that I've said many times is one of the best young quarterbacks in this league despite Longhorn's constant trashing of him. (laughs)
1: Uh-huh.
0: Look, overall, this is more of a spot play than anything for me. Uh, like you said, the coaching staff—it's up against it. They're probably already fired, but I think they've got one last fucking hurrah in them. And with uh, Lamar's propensity to fucking turn the ball over, that should keep the Chargers in the fucking game. And again, they're going to be able—they're—they go- are going to score the ball. The Ravens. So I know the Ravens defense is great, but they do the one thing. That Herbert is best at. and that's played. They play heavy, heavy, heavy man defense. And that is what Herbert is best at. So I do expect this to be a high-scoring game. And to me, three and a half points is just too many. And I do have one trend that supports all of this. And it is the numbers geek. Pick of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd! nerd. Nerd. You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right. So, home dogs are four or less, week 10 and on since 2012. Coming off a loss versus a team that won as a favorite, 34, 24, and 3 ATS. And if you move all of that to 2018, Longhorn, 19, 7, and 1 ATS with a plus 4.5 ATS margin. So, go Chargers, go. All right. All right, moving on. Oh, it's money now. ba 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 It's those Minnesota Vikings, and they are hosting the Chicago Bears, and they are three and a half point home favorites.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do the uh, fiddle in the middle again. I'm going to lean to Chicago plus the three and a half. I am taking Minnesota in Pickums, and not only am I taking them in pick'ems, I'm probably going to be forced to take them in Survivor, which is ugly as fuck. Goddamn fucking Josh Dobbs, you better not fuck me. He's only ever won two games. I know well, it, it better be fucking three or I'm toasting survivor. Um, look, I like the, I, honestly, the best matchup I like in this game is the Minnesota defense versus fields. And that offense, uh, the Flores, Brian Flores for Minnesota has done a fantastic job. What a great job he's, he's done with his defense coming there with a bunch of young players, a bunch of player, a bunch of a defense that underperformed last year. He's completely changed the dynamic of that defense. They are—they're so good at disguising what they're doing. You never know what they're going to do. They—they constantly—they're blitzing. They do, but they show it every fucking play. And then sometimes they drop. Sometimes they all come. Like it's just—he's got them all over the place. And that's and confusing a quarterback, quarterback like Justin Fields. Whoa! I know. There's a little slip. Quarter quarter black. (laughs) A quarter black is is easier to confuse. No, no, cut that out. That's that's not. not, As, I mean, most of, the league are, most of the league are black quarterbacks now, so that's that's good. But like, but yeah, Justin Fields is easy to confuse, no matter what color he is. So um, I like Minnesota to actually on that side of the ball to win this game, and uh, Dobbs to do just enough to um, you know. I, and I've talked about it two weeks ago that Chicago defense is playing better. They're making plays. They're getting more. More uh, pressure on the quarterback, especially if they made that trade for Sweat from from the Redskins. So um, it, this is going to be ugly. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna have to fucking sweat this out to the end of the game to survive. But uh, give me Minnesota win. Give me Chicago and a three and a half to cover.
0: So how would you feel if Kirk Cousins was in attendance on a Monday night football <laughs> game? Would that sway you at all? Um,
1: just the no. fact that he's in the building. I'm sure he's going to be in the fucking building.
0: Mm, I mean, that, no, it doesn't nah. factor. Shut okay. up. Just okay. do your fucking <laughs> handicap. All right, the numbers are split here. The buckets, there are no buckets on this one. Look, both teams are after the bye. Minnesota in the much, much better spots. Home field after, or sorry, before the bye, excuse me. Both teams are before the bye. Minnesota in a much better spot home favorite for the buy 86 84 56 and two just tremendous Chicago before the buy way dog 44 and 50 and two there's no no doubt this is the spot for Minnesota here but I actually I have no data to back this up I like Chicago here and it's for the exact opposite reason than what you just said is because of him of Justin Fields versus this defense. Look, like this defense is, blitzes is more than any defense in the NFL, 56% of the time. And, yes, they do disguise it well, and they've done a good job uh, doing that this year. But, dude, if you blitz a running quarterback like Justin Fields who wants to run, like he's he's one reading go, and you don't contain these gaps. I mean, he ran for 100 yards last week. He's going to run for 100 more this week. So, I don't like that at all, because once you blitz, if you're not playing some sort of zone behind it, I mean, he's just got open field in front of him. So if they don't change up their game plan, which I'm not saying Brian Flores is not a great coach, a smart coach, and he probably will change it. So I'm not in the room. I don't know. That's why I have no pick on this game. But if he just does the same shit that he's been doing and expects to just kind of confuse Justin Field, like, it doesn't take much Confused Justin Fields anyway. He's, he's got one read and he goes anyway. So now if he's got one read and you blitz him and you give him a gap, I mean that's 10 yards automatically. It's it's an automatic first down. You're gonna continue to do that the whole game. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure he'll make adjustments, but that's the reason why I, I lean Chicago in this game. It's the only reason why I lean. I have no data to back this up. It's a terrible spot for Chicago. So I I can't really argue with you, but if Brian Flores does not come out. With a good game plan, and he just lets this kid run wild, they're it they're in for a fight. They are in for a yeah. fucking fight.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be ugly as gonna come down at the end, no doubt.
0: Alright, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming the air tonight, baby. <laughs> Longhorn, it's time everybody has been waiting for it. It's time for those free, I said, free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby.
1: All right, the free NFL pick on the podcast, or actually just the free NFL official pick is going to be the Houston Texans plus one and a half, uh, I guess, Jacksonville. And while you do yours, I'm going to build a little – parlay together of the Sounders and whatnot. So go ahead with yours. All
0: right, the college free pick of the week is going to be Colorado State minus five and a half. Look, the Rams already cashed my season total over four and a half for me, but now they want to go bowling, baby. And they are facing a Hawaii team that is ready to pack it in and go hula dance with your sister, that kid. (laughs) These Rams have won two straight games. They're going to make it three. Why well, will not be able to stop them from scoring, even if they have their cheerleaders dancing naked for them on the sidelines. So go fucking Rams. And then they pizza, money, parlay. We're going to take the Cal Golden Bears plus 270. We're going to take those San Diego State Aztecs in Brady Hook's last college game ever. They're going to carry him off like a goddamn hero. <laughs> plus 180. And we're gonna take those Ohio State Buckeyes to beat those goddamn cheating Michigan Wolverines. You package that all together, it pays you twenty-three to one, baby. And those Cal, that Cal game is late, Longhorn. So if you wanted to uh, hedge you out, go. you got a little chance there. Got a little chance. There you go. All right, that's the college free picks of the week.
1: Yeah, and uh, I did build the all the Sounders and Danger Zones together, and it comes out to 16.5 to 1. So that is good. That sounds pretty incredible. Uh, now, I did buy the Jets up to 10. So, um, you know, Jets plus 10, Danger Zone game, bought, bought up to 10 from 9.5. And then Houston Texans on the money line, Tampa Bay on the money line, New York giants on the money line and that four team parlay again pays you 16 and a half to
0: one that sounds pretty good tell them about that fabulous website one more time all
1: right first of all this is episode number
0: 171 they just
1: keep on coming just like all these wins that we keep stacking uh go to the website footballgloryhole.com, and check out the free picks tab and this is a good week for the free picks tab, because I think by the end of this, there's going to be like eight to 10 free picks when you spread it out over college and NFL. But while you're there, go ahead and sign up for either a weekly or a monthly package. Um, we have the best prices in town. And if you email us at info at the football glory hole dot com info at the football glory hole, we will give you just say, hey, I want the, I want the half season price. Or I want the late season price. Just say, give me a fucking discount. You can even say that and we'll get back with you and we'll work out a deal with you on the uh, rest of the season package. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with all of your friends. Don't be stingy. If you do any of these things, we become partners for life and in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up. Tell a friend. And join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on!
0: Ah, damn it, people, never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take yourself, out, baby! We'll